everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the things that keep us from God, specifically focusing in on the religious leaders and Jews who missed Jesus. I've been reading in Luke, like I've been talking about, and recently have been skimming kind of through John too as well, and just really looking at Jesus' interactions with the Druze and other religious leaders. And it just, it's interesting. I hear sermons and very rarely are us modern Christians called out as being the Jews or the religious leaders. We are quick to want to identify with Jesus' disciples, and we don't necessarily see ourselves as being these people who had the knowledge of God and yet somehow missed God walking right there in front of them. But the more that I read and and study and look into the Gospels, the more I see my modern evangelical American brothers and sisters. And I say this as one of us, like I am one of this mix still. There's a lot of people out there right now who are kind of trying to angrily tell us what's wrong with the evangelical church. Guys, I still kind of identify with that group, sort of. I don't fit in with everything they believe anymore, but I don't really have any place that I fit in. So it's kind of like this weird mismatch of who knows what I am. And yet, that's where I've grown up. That's where I've lived for the last few years. That's the group that we went to Bible college with, that I've worked at churches and camps with. And so, and it's the kind of church that I am still attending currently. And so I feel like I'm speaking from kind of one of us, I guess. And I don't want to be coming across as judgmental or angry because guys, until a few years ago, like this was me. This was still me. I was still just stuck in these mindsets and these things that I thought and these worldviews and still very, very much in that kind of a culture and mindset. And it's difficulties and brokenness that brought me out and brought me here to this place where I'm just questioning more and willing to push back. And yet at the same time, I feel like it's really important that those of us who are still in the evangelical church stay and kind of call it out and say, hey, there's some things that are wrong here. You think about Jesus, like he went to the synagogues and he went to the temple and he called out these people who were very religious and who had a big understanding of who God was, they thought, who knew the Old Testament. And he preached to them and he called them out. And yes, he went and collected people that were nothing like the religious people as his followers, but that did not stop him from going into the synagogues and into the temple to preach and to call out and to just offer truth to everyone. So that's kind of my heart as I talk about this for the next few weeks, as we really just dive into what it is that keeps us from Jesus, that keeps us away from experiencing the real God as religious people. Guys, a few years ago, like I said, I was one of these people that I'm now kind of calling to repentance. I look back on the person that I was as a pastor's wife, and it's kind of embarrassing and kind of cringy and just kind of really sad. I had come out of my evangelical Christian cult, and I was no longer believing all these extra stuff and lies and twisted scripture. And yet, I was very much still religious. Like I was very much still caught up in behaviors and in religious formulas 
and judging other people for their actions and their lack of behaviors. I remember specifically this one time there was a woman in our church and she was not the most Christian person in the world, if you want to say. She was always a little edgy. She was always kind of pushing back at things. And her husband had grown up in the church and she really wasn't like a huge part of everything, but she came. And I remember overhearing her talking with a friend of hers about how they were going to go get one of those kind of a party bike kind of thing that you can rent and bike around to all the different bars in Grand Rapids. And and I was just horrified. I was like righteously horrified. And I remember just standing there and kind of like giving them a look and feeling justified in that look and in that like, I can't believe they're doing this. Like, why aren't they just starting to like actually follow Jesus and live righteously and, you know, turn away from this worldly things and these evils and all this kind of stuff. And that was my literal attitude at heart towards her. And at the same time, wondering like why she never wanted to actually be like Jesus and come to our events and stuff like that. And I'm like, because you're a jerk, Christy, because you are just one more Christianese person who is condemning her and rejecting her and not accepting her legitimate questions about the Christian faith. And that was just a few years ago, guys. A few years ago, I was judging girls for wearing their yoga pants and leggings in our youth group. And a few years ago, I was preaching these religious formulas, telling you that you had to do this, this, and this, and really follow Jesus. And a few years ago, I was there. And I look back on that, and it breaks me now, and I'm just, I'm sorry, and I I hate the fact that I was probably a part of people's religious experiences and their Christianese hurt and trauma that they had. Even as I was at the same time kind of preaching against the behavior-driven religious formulas of my past, I still did not realize how much of it was just attached to me and part of my mindset and part of the way I viewed the world. I tried to do the Christian things. I tried to speak the language. I didn't see people's hearts underneath their behaviors. I wasn't focused on their hearts. I was very much focused on behavior still. And then I ended up on the other side of things. And I was the one that was being judged and condemned. And I felt the lack of grace and love and forgiveness and restoration that I had extended to others. And it was one of the most difficult times of our lives, like of my life. It broke me. It it undid me. But guys, it's a beautiful brokenness. Like there's probably some things that I'm never going to quite heal from. And there's things that are probably always going to hurt in that situation in my life. And yeah, I look back on that and I see it as such a gift because I came out of it understanding grace, understanding that I don't have all the answers, understanding that it's not about our behaviors, like it's about our hearts and just really grieving with people who have been through religious trauma and understanding what spiritual abuse is and just being somebody who's willing to just love and listen and yes, speak truth, but first love and hug and hold and listen and affirm. So that's kind of my perspective as I come into this today. And I want to speak as somebody who was there to people who are still there and maybe to some of you who are struggling to not be there anymore. What are the things that keep us from Jesus? Because guys, you look at our modern American church and there are people who are missing Jesus. Like they've got all the behaviors and all the formulas and all the religion and all the Christianese speak and all the Christianese culture down. 
And yet, if Jesus was here, they would be just as mad at him as the Jews were. In John 8, Jesus has this run-in with the Jews. And he's trying to explain to them that they have no idea what he's even talking about. That he's come from the Father and he, he's here for a different purpose. And they're all up in his face telling him he has a demon and that he's a Samaritan and that all this kind of stuff. And he, he's really bold. He's really bold. He's like, if you actually knew my father and you were actually a child of God, like you would believe me, but you don't. And you are of your father, the devil. He's, when he's bold and he's confrontational, he's in their face and they are so angry with him. Like they get to the point where they want to just stone him. And because it's not his time yet, he just is able to slip away from them and and gets out of that area and moves on and continues his ministry. But guys, I, I can't help but think that here's these people who were God's chosen nation, people who had the scriptures, had the Old Testament, were able to read who God was, were able to understand the Messiah was coming, and yet have become so focused on their own understanding of who God was and their own understanding of scripture, their own understanding of what the behaviors required for righteousness were that they literally missed God. And that's devastating. And I don't want that to be true of people these days. Like I don't want the people in church to suddenly realize that they didn't even know who Jesus was. That the real God was something completely different than the God they had created in their head. And yet guys, I'm really, really certain that that is what's happening. So let's talk for these next few weeks about what it is that really keeps us from knowing Jesus from experiencing the true God and what keeps us entrenched in our own religious mindsets. The first thing we're going to talk about is fear. Guys, fear keeps us from God. Fear kept the Pharisees and the Jews from Jesus. They had a good thing going right then. I mean, they were working with the Roman government. They had their their temple back and they were worshiping God in the way they felt it was the proper appropriate way. And they had the sacrifices going. They had they had a good thing going. The Romans were allowing them to do their thing, and they had a good thing going, and they didn't want to lose that. And Jesus threatened them. He threatened to turn it all up on its head, and it was scary. And they didn't want him causing this rebellion amongst the people to just mess up what they had going on. They had expectations of who God was. They had traditions of who God was. And they didn't want to mess that up. It was a scary thing. And Jesus challenged it. He was constantly challenging their expectations of who God was, their expectations of what God wanted from them. And it was frightening. And they didn't like it. It's a scary thing to have to question everything you believed. And not everyone's up for it. But if we're stuck in false beliefs about who God is, we are never going to actually encounter him. Because the God in our head is nothing like the real God at all. Guys, fear is a huge part of why people got sucked into my Christian cult with Bill Gothard. People were afraid of our culture, of society at large, of the way everything seemed to be just out of control and scary and very worldly and, you know, not good and Christian anymore. And it terrified them. They were afraid of losing their family, of their children not turning out, of rebellion. They were afraid of just unrest. They wanted security. They wanted safety. They had a desire for control. And Bill Gothard offered them all of that through his curriculum, through his seminars. As he said, well, if you do this, this, and this, then we can guarantee 
that you will have success and blessings. Your family will be guaranteed to turn out. Your children will be guaranteed to be amazing arrows in the hand of God or whatever kind of junk you wanted to say. And people bought into that. People were fed this fake view of God. They bought into it. They bought into the security the formulas offered. And if anything, they were given an even more frightening God to follow. Like the God that Bill Gothard talked about, he had these expectations of you and he wanted you to follow his expectations or he was going to curse you. And you would only get blessings if you followed the rules and did the right thing. If you only bought the right colored toothbrush. And I mean, just ridiculous stuff that he forced on us saying it was from God. And even more fearful than ever. And like I said, but fear makes us do crazy things. And fearful people are easy to control. And so when you end up with more fear, you can control these people even more. And so it just went from bad to worse. In the church these days, there is a lot of fear. And the same formula ideas, the same promises, the same kinds of things keep people holding to their Christianese traditions. If you do this, this, and this, then we can guarantee your marriage will turn out, your children will turn out, you will be able to have the blessings that you need to get from God. Problem is, formulas don't actually work in the real world. Our world is broken, and things happen that don't have reasons sometimes. And you can't guarantee that you're going to have this perfect life, or that your children are going to make good decisions and not rebel. And you just can't, you just can't get that security and that peace and that comfort that you long for. That sense of control, it's elusive and it doesn't actually work. But guys, there are a lot of people who are refusing to question traditions and beliefs and all this stuff that we have just followed blindly for years because it's scary and because they don't want to mess up the good thing that they got going right now. But I look at so much of it and I just see people doing the right things, following the lines, following the expectations speaking the Christian phrases. And yet I want to ask them, like, have you actually met Jesus? Like, Has your life been changed? Are you just trying to do the things so that you can be the good person? It's not about your behaviors. It's not about rejecting sin and making Jesus the Lord of your life. It's about being renewed and restored and coming face to face with this crazy being who loves you and became one of us and died for us and rose again and sent his spirit to be within us and is going to restore all things. Like it's way more than just behaviors. It's way more than just a set of rules or a mindset or a worldview. Like it's an alternate reality. It's a different kingdom. And I feel like people miss that because they are so afraid to question and to wonder and to doubt. False teachers suck people in using fear, keep them using fear, and just Christianese in general case people in fear. But God has said over and over again in scripture that there is no fear in love, that perfect love casts out fear, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. Fear is not from God, and fear will keep us from God. Guys, if you're afraid of messing up, of disappointing God, of losing control, of your life falling apart, of uncertainty, of rejection. Those are legitimate things to be afraid of. And yet, you don't have to be afraid. I have faced very real fear. I have been in the middle of fire. 
And even though it was hard and sad and uncomfortable and devastating and just awful, I found a very real God who was willing to be there with me. And maybe he didn't remove the circumstances and maybe he didn't fix the problems and maybe he didn't make things perfect for me. I still had the pain, the hurt, the betrayal, the loss. It was all still there. But so was he. And I was not alone. And I was okay. Guys, that's the paradox that we live in in this broken world. Our enemy lies to us. And he tries to make us believe that we can find this place of beautiful perfection and utopia and happiness and security. And it's not going to work. It's not going to be here. Like We live in a broken world. And it's beautiful. And it's broken. And it's wonderful. And it's devastating. And it's just what it is. And there's no formula to get us out of it. There's just a very real God who will walk through it with us. So I just want to encourage you guys, if fear is holding you back from knowing Jesus, it's not worth it. Jesus is bigger than your fear. He's bigger than your doubts and questions. He welcomes them. He wants them. He is not judging or condemning you. He is not disappointed in you. He does not think you're going to mess up enough for him to stop loving you. There is nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear because we have a very real God who loves us and who wants to be here with us. I hope that encourages you guys. We're going to keep talking in the next few weeks about things that keep us from God. Next week, I think it will be pride. So you can ponder that until then. Guys, thanks for listening. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.